Our guest today is Lauren Pardma. She is from Pasadena Schools. Welcome, Lauren. Hello, thank you for having me. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and why you're on the pod today? Yes, um, so I am a middle school teacher at um, a K through eighth grade school in Pasadena, California. Um, and kind of my big passion in my teaching is mentoring and what I've kind of focused my last six years of education really like fine tuning and now I um, teach my teachers about the importance of mentoring. So that's kind of my thing. So are you a full-time mentor or do you do this in addition to your teaching duties? I'm a full-time teacher and a full-time mentor. I do it in addition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound like it's too busy at all. No. (laughs) So what made you interested in becoming a mentor? Uh, Did you have mentors when you started teaching? Uh, Did that influence you in any way? I think what really kind of grabbed my interest of like putting a lot of my effort into mentoring my students was noticing that once I developed really great relationships with my students, my teaching really changed. And I was able to develop these connections with students and they wanted to do well because of kind of that one-on-one relationship we had developed. And I realized, oh my gosh, all of teaching has to do with the relationships we develop and never forgetting that, yes, it's important for us to teach academics, but it's equally as important to remember that our students are human beings as well. And um, they deserve to be treated as like the whole child versus just strictly what they can do on tests. Right. So I assume you wanted to impart this to the rest of your staff when you, when you decided to become a mentor. What, what was that like? Absolutely. I think I found, I actually took a test um, that one of my principals had us take about kind of your strengths and weaknesses as an educator. And my number one strength was the developer, which sounds really boring, (laughs) just like developer. (laughs) However, um, it basically said that my strength lies in kind of like developing other people's skills and teaching them how to really connect and make relationships the first priority in every single classroom and how your teaching becomes that much easier once you have developed those relationships. So I started this, I wouldn't call it a program. I started this pathway at my school called Summit Learning where mentoring is one of the main aspects of the platform is meeting with students one-on-one from about you know 10 minutes each week and just getting to know them, not only kind of like their academic progress, but also like their personal progress and just having a conversation with them. Now, one thing that Courtney and I talk about all the time is having a, a great culture in the classroom to start. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you, you've uh, latched right onto that when, when you say that relationships, you said make it easier in the classroom. Uh, can you describe the difference between what it was like before you realized this and since you've made it a, a priority in your classroom? <laughs> I would say before I made it a priority, my classroom just like was a typical classroom. It was fairly boring. I didn't really have any behavioral issues in my classroom. However, as soon as I started getting to know who my students were as people, the culture changed and I emphasized how much like kindness matters. And I always tell my parents at the beginning of the school year during back to school night, 
your student will learn in my classroom. However, I more care that they are good people at the end of my classroom and they leave this world a better place than how they can perform on an SVAC. So I implemented things like a kindness jar my first couple of years where students didn't get maybe rewards for performing really well or getting an A on a test, but they got kind of congratulations for being a nice human and helping their peers out. So that is kind of my whole classroom from day one is set up on how we treat each other is the most important. Um, we're family in the classroom. This is your school family and you have to be kind to each other. What do your parents think about that when you tell them that you're more interested in who they are as a, as a human, as you say, rather than the academics? Not I not I shouldn't say not rather than the academics. Right. In addition to what 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 did they say to that? Um, I would say that a majority of them are very supportive and understand, and they. I think it takes them aback when I first say it. However, they understand that the world is how it is. <laughs> And they want their kids to be good people. Right. Um, and I think I reassured them too by saying, yes, of course, academics are important. And they have mm -hmm. to move on to seventh grade and eighth grade and high school and college. And that's all important. But when you're in a job or you're in the working place, it's the relationships you develop with your peers that are just as important for kind of being successful as like who scored the top in their class. So some of the things that I hear from community members and teachers as I talk, as Courtney and I talk with, with people around the country, it seems to be a binary choice sometimes where you're either focusing on relationships to make them a good, uh, a better person, or you're focusing on academics to make them smarter. And there's no gray area in between. And as I just kind of misspoke a few minutes ago, there's always a, an in-between there somewhere where you can do both. And it's not you're doing one in case of the other, right? So it's, it's, it's gotta be a mix of that. How do, you, how do you impart that to your other teachers when, when you're being a mentor with them? What, what, what do you say when, when they're like, I don't quite understand how to do both of these things at the same time as well as you do? I think leading by example and having teachers come into my classroom and see how I conduct a mentor session with a student, how I'm asking how their soccer game went or how we're in LA. So we have a lot of students who are in the film industry. How was it on set the other day? And also being like, that's great. Now let's talk about some academic goals you have for yourself. What are some long-term and short-term goals? that you wanna see in English or history or math or science and kind of showing them that they're, they're not separate, they're together and they have to work kind of like in tandem to be successful. And I think that's where I see teachers make the most kind of progress when they come in and see how I go about it. Or even when I'm in the hallway and they see all the students, my former students come up and talk to me and tell me how their weekend was. I think just like, leading by example and seeing how all the students want to come talk to me about their day is another way where teachers like, Oh, she must be onto something. <laughs> how does the rest of your teaching look when you, when you have this different type of relationship with your students than you did years past? Uh, how does, how does your classroom look different other than what we just talked about? Or does I think, it? I think my 
classroom looks very homey. It looks like a home. Like when people come in, they always say like, I feel so comfortable in here. I want to be in here. Um, I have students who want to come to my class versus before they would just come and like go through the motions, but they're like, I mm -hmm. cannot wait till I get to come to your class because it feels like home. Um, it feels like a non-judgment area where I can be myself and get my work done and feel very calm. Um, and I think above all, my classroom's a very calm environment um, is the biggest difference versus before I feel like it was just very like chaos and you do this, you do this, you do this. And it ran and it was successful, but there wasn't a sense of like calming a student's day, especially in middle school where they need a lot of calm in their life, I feel. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> As somebody with an office and in a middle school right now, I see that <laughs> all the time. That's right. for sure. So if you're saying that, that your classroom is definitely a place to, to go and is kind of a magnet for some of these middle schoolers, um, is it the case that some of their other classrooms are not quite in the same place as yours? I would say they're, that they're not in quite the same place. I think every teacher runs their classroom differently and it's mm -hmm. successful in their own right. Um, I just feel that I have worked really hard on the relationship aspect of my classroom and that has, for me, transformed how I view education and mm -hmm. kind of my own personal goals. What I'm trying to think of is, is some of our listeners saying, I, I get what you're saying, Lauren. I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm trying to make changes in my room. Uh, but I have some uh, people down the hall that aren't in the same place and strongly believe that academics are the only way. And it doesn't matter if I get to know them. I just need to teach them what I need to teach them and, and be done with it. And which I know some of the teachers listening uh, and some administrators, for that matter, can be very frustrating and frustrated as, as they want to make changes. Uh, what do you have for suggestions for, for, that te for a teacher in that situation? I think be confident in what you're doing and know that you're doing the right thing for students. Because at the end of the day, it's, you're a teacher and you're teaching your students. And know that be confident in the fact that you are doing the best thing for for kids and it's almost like you have to let go of that kind of noise that's in the background as I found and yes people are going to be stuck in their ways and they're going to be like you don't care enough about academics you don't do this you don't do that however if you fully believe that you are doing the right thing for your children that's the most important you're a teacher first and you're a mentor first and teachers will eventually I have found start asking more questions, the more patient and kind of steadfast you are in kind of how you're leading your classroom has been my experience. And it can be very hard when admin is always talking about kind of test scores and the end result, mm -hmm. which I understand because I've had admins that have done that, but I've just stuck to my guns and my students have shown progress. They may not go from below basic to suddenly advance, but they're still moving up and showing progress. And it's because of those relationships and that mentor piece that's so important in the classroom that they have made that progress. And so that would be my advice to people is to just keep on doing what you're doing and know that you're doing the right thing for students. Because you weren't hired 
to please other teachers. <laughs> you were hired to be a good teacher to the students. I think that's a great place to end it. Lauren, thank you very much for your advice today. Thank you so much. It doesn't matter where we're alone.